Welcome back, everybody. I know. It's been two weeks. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> I know. It's been a while. Yeah. So we have some updates for everyone, which we're just going to get right into. The first of which is we realized that we are college students. So we need <laughs> time to do our homework. And so we realized that we could dedicate the most to this podcast, giving ourselves two weeks between each episode, which we are super excited to do now. So that is our first update. We are now bi-weekly on Sundays. And then we also have some interesting, wonderful news. We are now expanding into a media company by this summer, and we have a lot in store with that. And we've already expanded with one other amazing human being who has joined the Afterclassers podcast, who we are so excited to announce in the weeks coming. Um, this person is an extremely talented, wonderful, beautiful soul who is going to help us with an interview series that we are going to be kicking off this summer to expand the wealth of knowledge that we receive from women in different professions and what they have to say to girls in college right now about things they did that they thought were wonderful, things that they wish they had done, just general giving advice back to us from their places of having already graduated and gone through the full college experience. So we're really excited about that. And we are in the process of creating a website as well to host everything with other publications and resources coming there. So that's all in the works, but we're really excited and we hope you will be too. We're just happy to be connecting with you guys and helping you in any way that we can. And we're so grateful for the help that you're giving us in return because we're having a lot of fun. <laughs> I'm very much looking forward to it. I think it's going to be a very cool addition to the podcast. Yes, it's going to be great. We're very excited and we're very excited to introduce this new person. Not quite yet, but we're we're getting there. We're very excited. <laughs> Soon. It, it'll be a surprise for a few weeks. Exactly. <laughs> So, Catherine, how are you? What's going on? Let's check in. Um, so it's currently the middle of exams. We're approaching the end of it. I have one last exam on Tuesday. Uh, open book online, so not too stressful. But you know how it is when you're studying for your exam in one class. That happens to be at the same time when every other class assigns extra work. So... I'm yep. kind of going through that right now, but it's okay. We're getting through. Oof, I'm sorry. I know that you are going to handle it very well as you always do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, I definitely know that feeling. I just got through a large chunk of assignments. So the interesting thing about Wake Forest in my experience is people say, oh, midterms are difficult. We have midterms right now. And we do have midterm grades that come out, but I just consistently feel like I always have work due, like big assignments due. So I I don't know what that's about, but <laughs> I just got through a big, massive chunk of them. And then I had kind of this weekend a little more relaxed. And then I'm about to go into another big chunk of things over the next few weeks. But just in general, 
We're making it through. We're really in the middle of the semester now, I guess. <laughs> we really are. It's kind of crazy to think about. Like we're we're basically halfway done, which is shocking because it doesn't feel like I've been here very long. You've been at Wake longer than I've been on campus because I know you guys started a few weeks before me. Yes, we did. We started right at the end of January and you guys started in February, correct? Yeah, we did. We went back, I think, three weeks later than we would have normally. Honestly, I don't know why. Um, I don't think it would have changed much, but yeah. So we'll get to stay here a few weeks longer into May with our nice warm weather. So I'm not complaining about that. Awesome. Yeah, that's amazing. So I guess this week we decided that we wanted to talk about the topic of asking for help and the experience of feeling really lost or stuck in college in terms of course material specifically. So just in general, I think this is both on our minds right now because we're in the middle of some really intense assignments and there's always that moment of I really don't understand this and how do I get through this? So that being said for our topic for the week, Catherine, do you have any initial thoughts to start out with? Well, I'll just say that this topic resonated with me a lot, especially this semester. I'm taking this sustainable development course, which is really, really interesting. We're talking about how like products are sustainable from the, the beginning of their life to the very end. So when you think about making a paper bag from the harvesting of the raw materials for that all the way until when the bag goes into a landfill and then evaluating the different processes throughout its life and then trying to figure out ways to make it more sustainable essentially. But the weird thing with this class is that it's completely asynchronous. So we don't have any meetings at all. And the other great thing is I don't actually know anyone in my class. So oh. that makes ask yep, that makes asking for help a little more challenging. I've emailed my TAs, emailed the professor, they're all very helpful. But I think you kind of get the feeling when sometimes you just want to ask another kid in the class for like kind of how they're doing what their perspective is so i think that is usually my first go-to because all of our professors are amazing our tas are great but sometimes they don't know the best way to break down their explanation into a way that makes sense whereas one of your fellow classmates explaining it might make a little more sense because they're like learning it as they're going through it's not something that they're completely well versed in yeah i completely agree i think that's a wonderful point especially with as a first step for asking for help because i was thinking about when you said that i know last episode i talked about your kind of quote-unquote class friends where you connect with someone right off the bat on the first day so that you know that you're going to go to that person that person can come to you if you ever need help or notes or anything but I was thinking about this awesome group of friends that I made freshman year. So I did a pre-orientation at Wake Forest and Wake Forest has these pre-orientations for students to come and do something fun for a few days. 
and get to know each other and also focus on an important topic. So they have one focused on community service, one for different religious groups. I did one called Worldwide Wake, which was really awesome. And I got to meet some students before classes even started and before everyone else had moved in. And those are really popular at Wake Forest and I know they exist at some other colleges. But even if you connect just with students on your hall, which I also did, I would find someone I knew in the library who I had previously had a conversation with saying, oh, what classes are you taking this semester? And I'd realized that they were also in intro to economics, which was just a popular class for first year students in general. And even though these students that I had connected with were in a different class and with an entirely different professor, they were still learning the same topics. And the professor that they had was just simply teaching something in a way that made a lot more sense than the professor that I had for that specific topic. So I went to one of my friends and I said, hey, I'm really just struggling with this one thing. Would you mind taking a few seconds to explain to me kind of how you went through this process in your class? Because maybe there's something different than hap- that, you know, happened in your class in terms of how your professor explained it. And my friend said, of course. And so we sat down for about 30, 45 minutes and suddenly it just made sense. So I say, in addition to going to friends if you also know that someone is kind of learning something similar or has learned something similar even from a different professor just because they have a different professor or maybe they're learning it in a different type of class that might actually help you because you might understand it better because they've learned it in kind of a different way or a different method if the way that your professor is teaching it to you is not making sense which was really helpful for me for that class yeah i'm a huge advocate of that either taken that class or taken the same class with a different professor, someone who already has learned the material because students just have a really good way of explaining it because they themselves at some point were probably in your same position where they didn't understand and they had someone explain it to them in a really great way and now they can do the same thing for you. And I've done that with a bunch of people that I know just like from my team or just from engineering that have taken classes, I've asked them about which professors I should take or shouldn't take. And then they've just given great advice and they've been so nice explaining concepts when I've gotten stuck that I think going to older students or even students that maybe are in your year that took it last semester, I think that's a great idea. Yeah, college is very take it or leave it in terms of what works and what applies and helping you understand something. So Something that someone once told me that was really valuable was in college, you're learning how to teach yourself because in the real world, you're just given assignments and you have to get them done and you just have to figure it out. And in college, you're kind of at a stepping stone for that where you have professors to help you, you have friends who are kind of learning with you, and it's very collaborative in that sense. And so when you think about, okay, the way my professor is explaining it just simply isn't working and I've gone to office hours and I've tried. You can always find a resource, find a friend, find another professor, you know, that maybe not another professor in the department, don't go behind your professor's back, but another professor that you like and just say, you know, have you done this before? What are your thoughts? Like in philosophy, I've had a really hard time with a concept before and gone to my advisor and said, I'm really struggling with this. Do you have any resources or YouTube links that you think would be helpful for me? Anything like that where you say, okay, the situation that I'm currently in 
isn't quite working for how I learn. So how can I just tweak this a little bit so that I do actually understand the content better? I think professors are starting to become really great at understanding that students have different types of like learning areas i i'm definitely not describing it correctly but you know what i mean like some students learn better from just lectures some students need visuals or like me i'm definitely a hands-on learner so i need to be doing math problems or conducting some chemistry experiment to really understand the idea and Mm -hmm. i think professors are understanding that not always the way that they're teaching is the best way for certain students so they're providing you if you ask them for help or other resources they're going to give it to you because they want you to succeed even if they're not the best way for that to happen they'll find another way that works for you exactly that's so true so Another question that I have is, let's assume that you're in a class where you're just really struggling and you have gone to office hours, et cetera, and the way you're learning, just the way the professor teaches doesn't match the way you learn, sorry. So in that instance, what do you do? How do you adapt your learning method or kind of figure things out to make the class work for you and let's assume that you have to take this class this is a requirement for your major or something like that so last semester i was taking an electromagnetism physics class which was required for engineers and the way our professor conducted it was we would do like readings and watch videos and then do like little quizzes before class and then in the lecture he would do problems that addressed like the readings that we had done and the same concepts but he didn't teach us those concepts and at first i had a lot of trouble with that because i'm not great at reading a textbook and teaching myself whatever physics concept it was i needed a professor to teach it to me and so something that cornell has that i think a lot of schools have in some variation was like the physics student help center and they have the same thing for math and it's kind of just open office hours for any physics student and you can just go in with whatever unit you're struggling with problems on a homework problem set whatever it is and they'll try to help explain it to you and they're not your professor so they may have a better way of looking at it that resonates with you more than whatever you're doing in class that's so accurate i've had a lot of help by going to these types of centers and i'll say specifically being a humanities and social sciences person when i did have to take my my science and quant requirements i knew that right off the bat i was going to have to focus on being extra committed to going to those resources so that i could be on top of everything so i would say going off of Catherine's point if you know that something is going to be a challenge, you typically know kind of on the first day or the first few days of class because you kind of just get a vibe for it. And one thing that I tell my advisees all the time at Wake Forest is if you get that kind of ick feeling of this feels a little bit scary, 
that's a feeling where you're telling yourself, okay, I'm definitely going to need to face this head on. And so don't wait until, oh, the test is coming up and then maybe office hours might get really filled up or something like that, or you just don't have as much time. But I even say, create a standing appointment to get help from one of these centers. Go every week. And even if you feel like you understand the material, I've had a tutor before who said, oh, great. Okay. Well, now that you're on this topic, I know that you are going to do this next week since we have a little extra time. Have you seen this before? And I was so grateful that she had brought it up to me because I was completely in this mindset of, oh my goodness, how am I going to understand this next week? Thank you so much for bringing this up now. So just being a step ahead of the game in terms of the classes that you know are going to be a little challenging, you get that feeling and listen to that feeling. Don't ignore it and just put it off and wait for the test because college is not, it's not done in waves. I know that things happen in waves in terms of when you're busy and when your tests are, but it's so helpful if you can kind of keep things more spread out and balanced by focusing on the hard stuff as early as possible, if that makes sense. No, it does. And I completely agree. I obviously am pursuing a policy minor, which involves a lot of writing, which is not at all my strong suit. I am hands down a quantitative math solving physics kind of person. And so I struggle with writing papers a lot. And so you will find me very often in the writing center, having them go over my essays, work through a thesis for a paper and flesh out my arguments. I am there very often. So I completely agree. If it's something that you struggle with, definitely be proactive. Even if I have a final draft of a paper that I'm confident with, I'll just show it to them and be like, oh, do you have any little like tweaks for it? I think this is good, but I just want another opinion. And it's so helpful and it makes you more confident as you go along. Yes, exactly. I'm just going to say shout out to student tutors or to help centers because We would not survive without you. No, we would not. Something that Cornell does with the student athletes, which is great and I'm a huge fan of, is you can apply for a student athlete tutor and it's someone that's taken the class and they will tutor you and you alone for the whole semester in that class. And so it's basically just a private student tutor and they have it in classes from every college that you can imagine any class and it's a really great resource because like they're only working with you they're not splitting their time between you and someone else in the class and it's very helpful I've used it before and I'm a huge recommender of that for anyone that thinks they need something more than just going into a center when they have trouble if you need something like you said like every week this is a great idea That's awesome. I think, no, I know that Wake Forest has that type of a situation. I don't know exactly what that looks like, but I've heard of friends before applying for the position of being a tutor for student athletes. But we also have tutoring just for any student. And then we also have a really great resource called the Learning Assistance Center, which is a center that helps students learn about new study skills that they didn't know of before and things like that, which is super awesome. Obviously, we're advocates for helping and supporting students because of what we are doing here. (laughs) But (laughs) I almost just made Catherine spit out her drink. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, really? (laughs) We are? (laughs) 
what a shock. I had no idea that we were. Can we just take a second, though, to consider the the beauty of the study group? Because I know, especially in COVID college, you feel very isolated in terms of getting your work done. But I have had actually some of the best group studying experiences ever this year and last spring because of COVID. So I don't know. Catherine, what has your experience been with group studying and things like that? How has that fleshed out for you? I think group studying is a great idea, especially because like the way I've done it with my friends is we kind of just break down a list of all the topics that we've done that are going to be on the exam. And then odds are there's something that you're not as strong at. And odds are one of your friends is good at that. And so working together, you can say, oh, I'm not really great at doing this kind of matrix multiplication, whatever. I had a linear algebra prelim. That's the first thing I can think of. Um, (laughs) And then your friend can help explain it to you. Whereas if you were sitting alone in your room, what are you going to do? Oh, you can go look it up in the textbook, but that's not as fun than having someone explain it to you and like work through a problem with you. That is such a better study experience than just going to the textbook and reading about it again, which you've already done before. Exactly. And I would also say that having a standing appointment too with your friends to get things done is really helpful. So for example, in my, one of my philosophy classes this semester, I have a really great study group going, but in this specific philosophy class with this professor, he always has his students meet, it's mandatory weekly in groups to talk about the material and we have to record it on Zoom and submit it and do a whole reflection. But this is just because a part of philosophy is considering and analyzing and arguing with the argument that's presented. You really have to be able to talk about the material. It's kind of like learning a new language when you learn the perspective of a specific philosopher. You have to really understand that full argument, how that philosopher comes to that argument and things like that and be able to talk about it and kind of take agency over it. So that's why we have that group. But through that group this past week, We were all just really struggling with a specific set of definitions and we just took the time to really go through them and talk about them and we all walked out feeling a lot more confident because of that and so and we had to then write a whole assignment every week we have to write a whole assignment about our topic of choice regarding the material and kind of arguing with the material in some sort of way And so you really have to understand the material, but that came full circle in the sense of having that group so that we could take that time and just say, hey, I really don't understand this. I'm really confused. Let's go through this in a structured time where a part of our week is going to be dedicated to just figuring out what's going on in the class. And I have that in a politics class too. And I have some really great friends in another one of my class that we reach out to each other for. So being comfortable with a group of people and saying, hey, we should just get together weekly or however long whenever to talk about the material so we're not confused is so unbelievably helpful 
I think it's great that your professors mandate that you meet with people in your class. Honestly, I wish that more of my classes did that because especially in engineering where there, you can't survive without like working with other people and like using them as a resource. And I think like you've shown that you use that so often to help you that every class should have some component of either like mandated group work or just really enforcing the idea that it's a good thing to do because it makes it so much easier when you are struggling to go to a group that you've already worked with before than just reaching out to someone random and new. Yeah. And another thing I'll add is we we have discussions in these groups about our topics for our final projects. So in a lot of social sciences and humanities classes, you get to pick the topic for your final project or your midterm or maybe every essay you get to pick the topic. A lot of them you just get to pick the topic and how you're going to take it or in what direction. Or they'll say, you need to write about this specific period in time in a history class, for example, but you get to take it wherever you want. And so sometimes getting together in a group and just talking about your topics or where you think you're going to go, very baseline of just, I'm really interested in this. What's your feedback? I think getting feedback from groups is also so unbelievably helpful because then you get to broaden your perspective with other people's input before you even really dig into the work. And maybe someone will say, hey, you might hit a challenge here and you'll already know that before you go into the research process. Things like that where you have a group where you feel completely transparent or completely comfortable being transparent with these people just makes it a healthier work environment. I completely agree. And this week, I actually did meet someone that's in my sustainable development class. And the way our projects are working is everyone has to pick their own um, analysis. So I'm comparing the sustainability of plastic versus glass bottles. It's very interesting. I'm very much enjoying it. But he's doing something about sustainability of salmon fishing, which is a completely different topic, but I'm definitely going to be asking for assistance on this project because I don't think anyone, it's such a vague project and without having a group to work with, it's not something that's like easily found on the internet. So I'm very much looking forward to doing group work and getting assistance and just bouncing ideas off of each other. So that'll be really nice. Okay, so to talk about another topic <laughs> quickly, <laughs> we have some quick productivity tips that we just wanted to mention. So the first being, <laughs> I watched a few YouTube videos recently about time management and productivity, and I learned a few things that were really helpful that I thought I'd share. The first being the system where you can write down at the end of every day for the following day, the top six things that you need to get done in order of importance. And 
then the next day you start with the first one and the method is you go through the list and you give yourself as much time as it takes to get through everything and then crossing it off the list and anything left over you just put on the top of the list for the next day kind of to just move along the lines so that you don't constantly feel overwhelmed with what should I start with and then just in general writing things down when you're really busy like Catherine is this week for example so that you know that you have a place where it's listed what you need to do when so that you don't need to be focused on spending some of your brain power while you're studying on what am I going to do next or should I be doing something else? I am very guilty of getting overwhelmed when I have a lot of things due. Like this week I have job applications due on top of assignments and exams and just regular homework. So I very much have taken from you writing down my little sticky note of what I want to accomplish in that day and then during the upcoming week because as we've both said before, crossing something off your list is so satisfying. Yes, I I love it so much. And now I have all of my little sticky notes across my calendar whiteboard above my desk. And every day you'll see me crossing it off. And then I crumple up the sticky note and throw it in the recycling bin. And it's very satisfying to do at the end of the day. That oh, I'm so proud. I almost posted <laughs> on our Instagram my list of sticky notes for the week. I was so overwhelmed this past week that I had a sticky note on my wall for every single day of the week. <laughs> and specifically what homework assignments I needed to get done each week and so it was just right above my desk so I was staring at it while I was doing my work which I think enhanced my level of stress because it was just looking at everything I had to get done so I'm gonna edit my sticky note recommendation and say write it all on a sticky note but don't have it visible while you're working (laughs) (laughs) like put something else nice up put a picture of I don't know a Pinterest board or a beautiful landscape (laughs) or something something nice in the background did you know i didn't realize this but disney plus i saw this on my friend's tv disney plus has this option to play disney picture landscapes like picturesque disney landscapes while you study how amazing is that I love that. That wouldn't be why I would invest in Disney Plus. I would be investing in Disney <laughs> right. Plus because I would be able to watch all of the Marvel movies and Marvel TV shows as many times as I want because as you are well aware, that is the favorite movie ever. Um, but that's very cute. I like that. I love it. It's amazing. <laughs> I haven't used it, but I just love that concept of being able to stare at Epcot while you're doing your homework. <laughs> honestly that would be really fun that'd be that'd be very much uh more relaxing than looking at all the sticky notes or honestly my calendar whiteboard probably shouldn't be above my desk it's very convenient for when i have to write something on there but it definitely does add to my stress because i can see everything that's due for the entire month and then that can be a little bit overwhelming i actually stopped using my wall calendar behind me because I the way my room is set up is I had my wall calendar behind me but everybody could see my entire calendar and not like I have anything odd on my calendar but just (laughs) I don't know it was hard to consistently keep my regular planner and my calendar equally as updated and so sometimes I felt 
it was just difficult. So now I just have my big assignments due on my calendar. And then my appointments I'll put somewhere else because I just needed to kind of organize that a little more, which is just something that's different. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I'm kind of the same way. I'll put like my I have like very much weekly homework, so every week I have a problem set due, I have a reading summary due whatever, but then when we get like lab report or something that's small that they're just like, "Oh, do this for next class." That's what I'll be putting in my planner cuz that's what I check and like cross off more religiously and the calendar is more for like like you said like the big things so like my covid vaccine fun fun yes exciting okay yeah. so that's the perfect segue into our fun thing that we're looking forward to for this upcoming week what is something you are looking forward to um <laughs> I say that with hesitation because I actually have to think. Um, okay, wait. Give you me a minute. You haven't thought about this? You don't have one? <laughs> sleeping? I say that partially serious because I did not get enough sleep last week. That okay, is but so honestly, valid. Something fun. Um, well, I am, I'm getting my COVID vaccine, but I'm going with my friends so driving to Syracuse to get it will be fun you know just like rocking Ooh, out fun. in the car with music music blasting that. windows down so that'll be fun that'll be nice so I'm looking forward to that that's awesome yay what I'm are so you excited looking forward for to <laughs> I have my answer because I there's this group of students that it's just an awesome group of students that I work with for a program at Wake Forest and we finally at Wake Forest got the okay to do very socially distant but in-person things in small groups and so oh, we get to start bonding so we're doing a very socially distant picnic that is going oh, to be, be so fun. and we might play some soccer or something I don't know I'm just really excited to get together in a safe way with these peeps it's going to be fun yay I'm very much looking forward to that at the beginning of the semester, it looked like we were going to be able to do socially distant, but like in-person club social activities for my finance club, which I was very much looking forward to. Now that's looking less like the case as COVID numbers are rising due to the nice warm weather we're having here. But one can hope I still have polo where I get to see all of my friends and play with cute fluffy horses. So that's always the highlight it. of my week. <laughs> that's amazing. Can I just say that this past week we had beautiful weather and my Friday afternoon class ended up being canceled. And so I just got to go and picnic and lay out and get through assignments in the sun. And it was magical. <laughs> that's so fun. Okay. I... I don't want to hear that because I'm very jealous. It sorry, was, sorry. I feel no. like every podcast episode I bring up how beautiful it is and then <laughs> you get mad at me. I apologize. Well, no, it's not even that. This week was lovely. I wore shorts on Tuesday and Thursday, but then Thursday it was 75 degrees here. That is ridiculous for Ithaca but Thursday evening I had my linear algebra prelim so besides getting my COVID test in the morning I sat inside all day and studied 
on the one day it was 75 degrees outside. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Truly. It's okay. Uh, it will get warm again after it snows this week. It will get warm again. Goodness gracious. Okay, well, that was wonderful. Thank you so much. And (laughs) we will be back in two weeks with more fabulous updates. So I think that wraps up this week. As Catherine said, we'll be back in two weeks, maybe introducing our new member. We'll see. Not sure yet. But please ask us any questions. Email them to us. Message them on Instagram. And we'll see you guys in two weeks. See you. Bye.